You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. Having been on a jury that uh, convicted a man uh, who ended up going to prison, uh, I have a little knowledge of what it's like to be on a jury and uh, a little bit of uh, you know what you go through, uh, what you try to uh, tell yourself. But uh, nothing, nothing like the Chris Kyle case for sure. And uh, that case uh, is now over. And joining us now is a lady that was on the jury, Freda Arney. So you were on the you were on the jury for the uh, uh, Chris Kyle, Chad Littlefield, uh, Eddie Ray Roth trial, and. Uh, when you were chosen, uh, what went through your mind at that time? Well, I knew that it was going to be a real difficult uh, trial. I knew it was going to be a responsibility that I had never experienced before. And I was also really shocked because I was the oldest person on the jury by several years. Right. Um, how much did you know going in? You said you were it was going to be a difficult trial, and uh, you knew it was going to be a big, big trial. How much did you know about the what the trial was going to be going in? Well, of course, living here in Stephenville, I knew about the murders when they. I mean, we heard it, uh-huh. you know, TV, radio. It was it was a lot of press about it. Right. <clears throat> and then he was housed. Eddie Ray was housed here in our county jail. And every once in a while, they would bring him to court for some time, some type of hearing. And every time that happened, of course, there was a lot of publicity and, you know, movie or uh, TV cameras here, etc. But the main thing that I knew about it was that how it displaced the merchants downtown because they would have to bring him in, you know, downtown to our courthouse. And there's a lot of businesses around, so they lost, or they didn't lose any customers, but they lost business because sure. of it, because there was no traffic down there allowed down there. <laughs> right, right. You know, so, so that, yeah, that has and a little a little effect trial, on business. Right during the trial, uh, <clears throat> around the well on the main street, you know, around the courthouse, the merchants had to wear armbands. And every day as they would go to work, the police would check them, check their driver's license, and give them a different colored armband before they could even go to work. So, wow. And uh, my the beauty shop that I go to is on the square, and my beauty operator said that several of her customers had said they just didn't want the hassle of trying to find a place to park, so they just right. canceled their appointments, which means lost revenue. Right. Which uh, could mean that uh, uh, you know they uh, the town was happy that the trial was over as fast as it was. <laughs> oh, absolutely! And, and you know we've been told that if we had had different judges or a different judge with a different mindset, that this thing could have drug on for four to six weeks. And our judge, Judge Cashin, told us going in that he, he was hoping to wrap, wrap this thing up in two weeks, and it was uh, nine days. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I and obviously nothing uh, like this, but I do remember being uh, chosen and being on a jury 
for a case where we sent uh, the person uh, to prison. Uh, and I too, I went through the whole trial uh, forcing myself, look, he's not guilty, There's, prove it to me. He's not guilty, prove uh-huh. it to me. He's not guilty, prove it to me. Did that same thing happen for you as well during the trial? No, because Eddie Ray had confessed. So our charge was to the defense was prove to us that he is insane. Gotcha. Say because well, he, same, I mean the same thing. Had, you right. We we were the opposite of what you're saying. The 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 the, the prosecution had their case Understand. laid out. You know, line by line. They they were on top of everything, so the defense was was climbing the uphill battle to to do the uh, not guilty by reason of insanity. Right, and with the psychosis and the paranoia, the schizophrenia, the the whole right. works, which obviously um, didn't work. <laughs> That's right. It did not. <clears throat> you know, and an, another thing, you know, they tried to say PTSD. And his psychiatrist, Dr. Dunn, out of Terrell State Hospital, said you have to have trauma before you can have PTSD. And he didn't have trauma. He he was never in battle. He was never, um, you know, he didn't. He was an armorer. He he fixed their guns. He didn't right. engage in battle. So uh, how, he, right, I, yeah. I understand. How much uh, when? You saw some of the uh, footage that uh, they showed. We learned so much uh, that we didn't know as the trial was going on about how they were shot and and some of the you know underlying um, scenes that you didn't really know about in your head during the trial. I mean, is that ever going to go away? Uh, probably not. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Probably not, but. One of the things that just keeps going through my mind is, you know, the the little fields. Uh, Chad was 37 the day that his would have been 37 the day his mom testified, and then uh, Chris Kyle's widow testified. But Eddie Ray has a family also, right. and they testified. So as I've said all along, there were three families yeah, that no lost. Kidding. There were no winners in this case. Even though yeah. we came back with a guilty verdict, there's still three families that are destroyed. It's very sad. And you, uh, when you were given the case uh, to go back into the and, and uh, uh, deliberate, um, it took you less than three hours. That's so right. uh, everyone was kind of on the same page. It was unanimous. Is that correct? It was unanimous, and the only reason why it took us three hours was because we had to have a smoke break. And then the the county took care of us, the law enforcement, all that. They had had brought in food, and we had to eat, and we had to do it as a group. We were really ready. I think some of us were ready to vote after... We saw the uh, state witness that came in and showed us how how they perceived that Mr. Littlefield had been shot in the top of the head. And that was the last witness prior to the summations. 
and you know our that that sealed it for several of us and so we probably could have come back within an hour and um, it would have been well, the I same mean, thing so it, I it, mean, it was you got to be able to catch a smoke before you come back with a guilty verdict <laughs> well and see when you're when you go into deliberation if someone has a smoke fix or has to have a smoke break all 14 have to go out. The, even the alternates have to go out with you. You can't uh, go out two people. It has to be all 14. Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't, I didn't realize that. So you all went out and had a smoke break? Well, some of us tried to stay away. You know, I'm not a smoker. So, and I said, please limit this to one so we can get back in. You know? So, uh, <laughs> just, yeah. yeah so, it, when you go into... To, to deliberation, it's different because they don't want any improprieties and anything right. to come back that might jeopardize what what has gone on before. Which is great. I mean, really, that's the way it's supposed to be. I, I, I mean, that's fantastic that it happened. Now, aside from him being guilty and you saying that, you know, it was really three families that were, you know, affected and there's no question about that. What uh, was the biggest takeaway from the trial for you? The biggest takeaway is the fact that we have the judicial system that we have and that we, as, as American citizens, uh, have the obligation to, to serve on a jury as well as the obligation to go and vote. And it, it's a privilege that, uh, that all of us should be aware of. And uh, when you get that jury summons, take it seriously. Fred Arne, thank you very much. I appreciate you joining us on the program today. Have a great day. Thank you.